Hey everybody, welcome back to another edition of the First in Orange podcast. This is Denver Post sports writer Kyle Newman beside my colleague Ryan O'Halloran out here in Dove Valley. Broncos preparing for a road showdown in Minneapolis against the 7-3 Vikings this Sunday. And uh, Broncos double-digit underdogs, Ryan. And let's start off with the quarterback situation because obviously Brandon Allen got that win in his first NFL start against Cleveland before the bye. Drew Locke is now back and practicing. They got Brett Rippon as the official backup still. So uh, a lot on the table there and another big chance for Brandon Allen. Yeah, and I think Brandon will settle in a little bit. And it's one thing Vic Fangio pointed out and it was obvious as the game was happening. I think Brandon Allen was probably a little juiced up, a little hyped. Some of those throws were off target. And you expect him to make those completions this week. He's going to need to keep, you know, to keep this team moving down the field because they haven't gotten a lot of chunk plays. And you know, they had a couple against Cleveland, which Fangio said sort of gives him hope that maybe this offense is headed toward that masterful twenty-five point plateau. You know, Locke in Wednesday's practice, according to Fangio, said took eight to ten of the snaps on offense, which he said doesn't sound a lot, but when the offense only runs thirty-eight, thirty-nine. That's a good chunk of it. So, you know, Allen knows what's up. He knows they're grooming this guy to eventually take over this year if the record continues to go downhill. But if you're Brandon, I think, you know, I've said this a couple of times, you know, his goal should be to start camp somewhere next year, if not here, as the lo- locked in as the number two. That means he's put out some good tape, showed he can learn some offenses. So, I mean, we are on a Drew Locke watch. Once they lose two more games, whenever that is, either at Minnesota Buffalo or moving forward. So it's I think it's going to happen. It's just a matter of when. And Vikings nine interceptions. That ranks fifth in football. So some ball hawks in that secondary that Allen will have to be wary of. Meanwhile, on the other side, I think our buddy – Kisla is writing about this today. Kirk Cousins having a pretty good season for the Vikings. Uh, 18 touchdowns, just three picks. He's thrown for 2,400 yards. And uh, what do you make of that? And how will this Broncos secondary and the defense be able to contain that along with the dynamic rushing attack, of course, by Minnesota? Yeah, I think the best thing to happen to Kirk Cousins is Delvin Cook being totally healthy. You wrote about that run defense earlier in the week in the Denver Post. Cook leads the league in attempts. That means they have the ball a lot. He leads the league in yards. He's productive a lot. That sets up a Gary Kubiak offense. Play action, take some shots downfield, the digs. Might not have Thielen this week, but the former CSU kid, Busy Johnson, has filled in nicely. So this is I think this is a Viking offense that is humming pretty good right now. Cousins playing efficient, not turning it over. Uh yeah, this is a big, big test for this Bronco defense, particularly that revamp run defense that's risen up the rankings steadily over the last month. Dalvin Cook's a different animal than uh, Nick Chubb or you know whoever Kansas City ran out that night or you know Melvin Gordon coming off his holdout. Good folks. First in Orange podcast, Ryan O'Halloran alongside myself, Kyle Newman, bringing you some analysis and previewing the game on Sunday at U.S. Bank Stadium. And uh, Ryan? Well, I was going to tee up, but I forgot. Uh, you're going to write about you're going to write about Von Miller this week. Uh, he's at four and a half sacks. He's never played a full season where he hasn't reached double digits. I mean, the pressure part, he is getting some. But I don't think he's getting home hardly any, you know, enough compared to his previous standards. In your reporting, what did you glean from Miller's season so far? Well, Miller, uh, interesting presser with him here at Dove Valley today. He basically uh, walked off. He ended it on his own accord um, after a question from Mr. Kisla, our compadre that he didn't like about if he'd rather be 
more like the the Vikings are this year, the Broncos. But back to your question. That's an easy answer. Easy. Wait, two words. He he did the company line. Hell yeah. <laughs> he did not say hell yeah. He said I'm a Bronco. I want to stick around and rebuild this thing in so many words. But to your answer to to your earlier question. He was getting a little perturbed about the uh, the questions about hey, the lack of sack totals and the pressures, but not resulting in sacks and, and tackles for loss. And he basically shifted the narrative. You know, the, the presser opened with a couple questions on that. He shifted it to talking about Stephon Diggs and the Vikings and containing that offense. But you can tell that he says he's not worried about it. I think it's starting to kind of get to him. And he even, he said on the podium, hey, it could just be a couple games where I go off, so I'm not worried about it. So he's not worried about it now, but hey, if he still has you know five or six sacks and it's just mid-December, I think he'll probably be worried. Yeah, and he should, and they should be worried now because, uh, I mean, they had that, that dry spell when he when Bradley Chubb was healthy. Bradley was the only guy really rushing the pass with any efficiency. You know, I, I shift some of this back toward the coaching staff, particularly your play caller and Vic Fangio. I, I, I'd be interested to see... Over the past two weeks since they last played, have they said, okay, maybe try this with Miller. Maybe move him around a little bit to try and give offenses a different look. Because right now they know exactly where he's rushing from. He'll loop inside a wolf. He'll do a bull rush. He'll try to use a speed move. That's his repertoire. It's made him millions and millions of dollars. But maybe they need to line him up. Maybe identify a weak spot in the Vikings line to say, hey, uh, try and get 58 going let's put him in some different spots let's call some stuff specifically for him because he is a momentum guy if he gets one he's probably gonna get two sometimes he gets two he's gonna get three so uh the pass rush is going to be key because if cousins has time to survey the field he's going to find receivers his completion percentage dictates that you know and other guys could be key on defense on every down situation run and passes Derek wolf having a great season entering a contract year uh you're writing about Derek for friday's paper uh what were some of your takeaways from your conversations with 95 well he said before and he you know he said before and he told to me again he wants to finish his career in one uniform. He wants to be a Bronco. Obviously, you mentioned entering, you know, free agency at the end of this season, but he's on track to surpass his uh, his rookie totals of six sacks, which was a career high. He's got five sacks right now, so he's been a force against the, against the pass a stalwart up there as that run game run defense has improved as you mentioned uh, Mike Purcell and Shelby Harris also figuring into that defensive line mix so he's going to have to continue to to play big and uh, you know maybe make up for a bit of the uh, lost production uh, by Miller and obviously from Chubb sitting out there and hey don't forget about Malik Reed because he he admitted to me uh, right before the bye, I got to get better in my pass rush to compliment Vaughn and make sure it takes some heat off. And that's the interesting thing about Malik Reed. He's an undersized guy compared to Chubb, yet he plays the, he's almost playing the run better than he's rushing the passer. He is, yeah. In the building, they probably thought it would be the opposite. They probably thought they would have to compensate for him on early downs because he couldn't hold up and set the edge, but he's doing a good job of that. I think he'll have a better second half as he gets his legs a little bit and figures out what works and how to study and learn him from Miller. Wolf is key because a lot of his sacks come off coverage. He just has second, third, fourth effort. Shelby Harris has played a lot better since moving from nose to end. Then Mike Purcell, same thing at nose tackle. So those guys are going to be important against the run. Again, folks, Broncos, Vikings, 11 a.m. Mountain Time on Sunday in Minneapolis. Denver trying to get that fourth win of the season and get things rolling, put together a two-game winning streak just as they did earlier in October. But it's going to be tough sledding against the Vikings, going to be tough sledding against the Bills Mafia the next week. But 
Brian, I don't know. I'm just going to go out on a limb. If they somehow beat Minnesota, that could give them some juice. I'm not I'm not talking playoff hunt yet, but some juice to maybe springboard. They have seven games to go. I think they're just good enough to win a game or two that you don't pick them to win. Right. Uh, that could be. Uh, that could be either one of the next two. I think they have a hell of a shot against Buffalo because Buffalo can't score either. Right. Um, so it's a defensive struggle. This is in golf parlance. Sunday, Minnesota is going to be a tough putt. Uh, I think the Vikings are probably the most well-rounded team they've faced so far because they stop people. That puts them ahead of the Chiefs, uh, who was great on defense that Thursday night here. But this would be—I uh, mean, when you're this—they're only a double-digit road favorite for the seventh for the seventh or eighth time in the last 30 years. That shows you how rare that is, and it's tough to win straight up when you're that kind of underdog. But I think they'll—I think the Vikings or won't cover, but the Broncos will eventually lose. But to your point, I think Vaughn made a good point. He says, you know, you're better than your record. Well, I think a lot of teams can say that, but these guys probably are because they've give, give, given away three games. So you know, they could be four and five or something like that, but uh, this is going to be a tough one on Sunday. And folks, DenverPost.com slash Broncos. Keep it tuned there for complete coverage of the club throughout the rest of the week and the regular season. This has been Kyle Newman alongside Ryan O'Halloran. Appreciate you listening in. And until next time, folks, take it easy.